Let me guess, you signed up for every free lead magnet and binged on every marketing YouTube video and thought, what am I missing? Why isn't my business exploding like that? Well, I can tell you, you're not alone. Whether you're just getting started or have an established business, entrepreneurship can be really lonely, but it doesn't have to be. Overcoming your fear of launching or building your personal brand or figuring out how to scale, it shouldn't be holding you back. It should be empowering you. On this podcast, we're going to deep dive into the mechanics of what it takes to build your brand, make your mark, and stake your claim in the digital marketing space. I'll be chatting with people from all walks of life and stages in their careers. I will be getting inspiration from real experts who will share their actual strategies and techniques to grow loyal and raving followings and sell more stuff. This is entrepreneurship from people who are already there making it happen. My name is Jeff Mendelson. Join me and welcome to the One Big Tip Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. And today I'm really pleased to to have with me on the line Eric Twiggs. Eric is the founding partner and president of the What Now Movement. His mission is to build high-performing entrepreneurs, authors, and career professionals who are prepared for life's unexpected curveballs. He's also the author of The Discipline of Now, 12 Practical Principles to Overcome Procrastination. And that is going to be our one big tip for the day. Eric, welcome to the show. Hey, Jeff. It's an honor to be on your show. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Can you please give us a quick uh, a quick overview of who Eric is and why you're so amazing? <laughs> so I am your procrastination prevention partner. I'm the author of The Discipline of Now, and I'm the host of the 30-Minute Hour podcast. So I help entrepreneurs and executive leaders to ditch their excuses to beat procrastination so they can make more money, get more done, and feel more confident. Amazing. Wow, that's a big uh, uh that's a tall order. How did you uh, uh how did you come into this? Well, it really it started when I was in college. So it started back when I was at Hampton University and I talk about this in the book. It was my senior year, and I'm having a conversation with my good friend, Donnell. Now, Jeff, I have to tell you, to be honest with you, J- uh, Donnell and I were a little different at the, time, at the time. So he was about his purpose, and I was all about the party. And he'd always give me a hard time. Eric, you need to get serious. You need to get focused, figure out what you want to do. And I'm like, man, Donnell, loosen up. We've got plenty of time for all of that. You coming to the party with me or not? And so several weeks go by. He and I hadn't talked. And then finally, I get a phone call from his mother telling me that he was killed in a car accident. Wow, that's deep. That sent me a message that told me that maybe I don't have the time that I think to do the things that I really want to do. And that's really when it started, where I really started focusing on how I was spending my time and making sure that I avoided procrastination. It's literally the foundational experience as to why you and I are talking right now. Amazing. Wow. That's, uh, that's a hell of a story. You know, the thing about procrastination is that it, you know, it shows up in sometimes the most insidious ways, right? And that first of all, it's like, uh, it can show up when you're completely overwhelmed, when you have way too many things that are on your to-do list. It can also show up when you're completely bored and don't know what to do with yourself. I see it in my kids every day now that they're still doing their, you know, their distance learning, you know, they're learning from home. So they're always telling me, no, nope, I'm taking a break. I'm procrastinating, doing my homework. Right. 
how do you overcome this? Because this isn't just something that you can just say, like, uh, you know, light a fire under your butt and get moving. Like there, like there are gotta be some more tangible tools here that one could use in order to get, you, you know, to get out of this procrastination rut. No. Yeah. So the first key, like I've got one big tip I can offer, but first and foremost, the key is being aware and the, the book is tri- is designed to trigger your awareness because there's always patterns. If you, if you check out when you procrastinate the most, there's usually a pattern. It's either, you know, you don't, you just don't like the task. It could be that. It could be task aversion. It could be anxiety related because you're fearful. And, and this is something that can move you forward. And you start listening to those negative voices. It could be, like you said, when it's a complex, we have a lot going on. And the easiest thing to do is to do nothing. It could be that. So the the first key is to really start to pay attention to the things that trigger you to procrastinate. Okay. So, so let's talk about some of those triggers, right? You mentioned, uh, yeah, uh, we talked about things being too complex. We, uh, you know, this could also be something like, you know, the people that perpetually get up late that don't try to get up early in order to get things done. You know, they're always complaining that they don't have enough time in the day, but they don't start work until 1030. Right. So that should be an easy fix. Right. But psychologically, it's not always, you know, an easy fix because you need to figure out like, like, okay, first of all, why am I going to bed so late in order to wake up so late? Could it be all that coffee that I'm downing during the day and then I can't go to sleep until two in the morning? So I need, uh, you know, so I need that. What are some of the other triggers that you've identified that can, um, you know, that can impede your productivity in this case? Well, so like you, you just mentioned something I want to touch on here. So it, it could be, you know, you have circadian rhythms, right? Some people are morning people. Some people are night owls. And if you're a night owl, you have to be careful, right? Because you get your energy going later in the day, later in the evening. So I work with night owls. So sometimes you have to just uh, set a bedtime and stick to it because otherwise you'll be up late. And something else you need to worry about is the blue light. If you're on your computer, you know, right before you get that, that blue light study show can really keep you from waking up. And if you're on your laptop, there's a setting that's called night light. If you've got Windows 10 and you can set it so that you get less blue light and it keeps you uh, from being up. But but you, the, so the, the main thing that triggers people that I find uh, one of them is perfect this perfectionism. Right. So if you're in a situation where you don't feel like you've got all the information. Or you feel like you you don't know, like, hey, I want to start a podcast, but I'm not a techie. I don't know where to start. So you, you start to get perfection, this perfectionism thing. And so the key there is that you can't allow perfect to become the enemy of progress. That's so important. You just have to focus on what is the next step. Okay, fair enough. So once you've, all right, so we've talked a little bit about the triggers then, right? Mm-hmm. What about like, like, what do you do about it? Like, is this isn't just something where you where you wake up one day and say, okay, I declare I'm not going to procrastinate anymore, right? Because you really need to identify the exact thing that you're procrastinating about, right? In order to you know, in order to move on. So, like, what's the next step in this you know in this awareness phase where you're lighting up to, okay, this is what triggered me. Now, how do I make sure that I identify the correct trigger as opposed to a sub trigger, for example. Okay. So for example, let's say a common trigger is fear, right? So you're, you're feeling fearful. Let's say, and you know, it's the fear of failure. You know, the, the, the solution there, once you know that 
is to focus more on the process than you do the outcome. So let's say if you're doing a presentation and you're afraid about how it's going to turn out, you're afraid you're going to get criticized. Don't focus on all that. Focus on how much do you need to practice? For example, when I was with Toastmasters, if I had a seven minute presentation, they taught us that you have to practice one hour for every minute of your presentation. So I got to the point where I said, did I get my seven hours in or not? And you may need to, to get a mentor, someone from the outside. Like I had a speech coach that really helped me that that can help me to practice the right way. So for that, in that example, if fear, fear of failure is what's triggering you, then you need to focus more on the process than you do the actual outcome. Let's talk. Uh, uh, let's talk then about some of the uh, some of the tips that you can employ to limit procrastination, either with or without a coach. Right. I mean, you know, a lot of people are going to be listening to this and thinking like, OK, well, I'm not going to go get a I'm not going to go get a coach just yet. Or maybe I have one, but it's not uh, it's not really the focus of our discussion. What can people do today to uh, to limit the procrastination that they're doing in their lives? So the most basic thing you can do is get in the habit of making an appointment with yourself, right? Because I, I talk to people all the time and they say, oh, yeah, I, I just didn't have time to do that. I, I, I didn't have time. I didn't have time. I didn't have time. If you get in the habit of because here's what happens is you say, I'm going to write this blog post this week. And then before you know it, it's Friday at five o'clock. You haven't written anything. So the simple thing you can do is get in the habit of making an appointment with yourself. So instead of saying, I'm going to write a blog post this week, I'm going to write the blog post on Monday at two o'clock from two o'clock to three o'clock. That's my blog post hour. I put it on my calendar. If you use Google calendar, if you lose outlook, whatever you use, put it on your calendar and make sure you're undisturbed during that time. I mean, that's the most basic thing. When you put it on your calendar, the studies show that it increases the likelihood of you doing it by 80%. So I'd like to clarify something here. I use both a calendar mm-hmm. and a to-do list. I use things, right? But I also use the Google calendar and all that. So one thing is to actually schedule the, t- you know, make the time, you know, on your calendar and you can schedule this down to the minute, right? You don't need to schedule it at 11 o'clock. You can schedule it from 1120 to 1125, right? You can, you can get that granular, right? And this, for example, is much different than the to-do list, which is just a list of things that, that you know, I like I have going on. One of the things that I've done, for example, is that I've broken up my active to-do list, right? Not the, the sub stuff that I want to, you know, keep, you know, keep on top of mind, but not necessarily things to do. I broke it apart, for example, into three lists, right? So my main list is broken apart into three parts, action this day, important and urgent, and then less than 10 minute items, right? Now, what happens is that sometimes I get a little too overzealous, with putting everything into the action this day, which means that by the end of the day, I did not complete all of them, right? Then you go to bed with this really crappy feeling like, oh, I wasn't productive. I wasn't this. I wasn't that. I should have been more, uh, I should have been more productive. I shouldn't have procrastinated. I shouldn't have taken that uh, hour, 45 minute lunch, you know, whatever it is, right? What else do you think people can be doing, you know, besides just scheduling it for themselves to, you know, to make sure that they have, uh, you know, that they do have time for all of this stuff. So here's what I teach people. I teach people a technique that I call the twigs top five. So here's what you do is, and and really it helps to be clear on what you want to accomplish, where you're trying to go. I believe clarity is the starting point of success, but you take the twigs top five. So at the end of your day, you get a three by five card like this one. I always have a three by five card and you write, 
the five most critical things that you need to do for the following day. You, you write that down. And I'm telling you this, if you do this consistently, you will build momentum. You will find that you will feel compelled to do the things that you write down because they align with ultimately what you're trying to accomplish. So they, they, they become priorities. And then every time that you, you get your five checked off, you feel like you've won for that day. And you get to a point where you don't want to break the string. You know, you want to keep winning. You want to, you want to keep the winning streak going. That is one big thing. If you stick to it and you do it, you will find yourself not procrastinating on your key priorities. You know, what's interesting about the, about what you just talked about is you went very analog on that, right? You know, you, we're not talking type these five things into your to-do list. We're not talking about, you know, put it on your, you know, put it on your event manager or whatever it is. We're talking actually getting a, a pen out and writing it on an actual three by five card. Right. Which I think is really, uh, which I think is really profound. Right. Because a lot of people are, uh, you know, they think like, oh, well, I have everything on my, uh, you know, on my to-do list or whatever. Right. And for the most part, that's true. But if you actually write it out and especially the three by five card part, because it's portable, it's disposable once you're done. Right. And it's something that you can literally just, you know, put in front of your face the next morning, you know, to say like, okay, I really need to get this done. So maybe in the morning you can type in those five things into your to-do list and then, you know, go that way. Right. But for the most part, what you've done is that you've committed, you know, pen to paper, at night with the clarity of mind, knowing that this is what I need to get done tomorrow. Absolutely. Yeah. And so what happens, I find a couple of things. Number one, I sleep better because I don't have all of these things bouncing around in my head. Like what should I be doing? What should... And then the other thing, it's helped me to become more creative because now I've got it out of my head. It's on paper. You know, as I'm walking around, all of a sudden these ideas start coming to me. So like, for example, if I say I'm going to write a blog post, all of these ideas start coming to me about what I should write and things I should talk about, stories I should tell. So I'm telling you, this can be a game-changing habit if you embrace it. Amazing stuff. Eric, thank you so much for sharing that. Can you please let everyone know how they can uh, learn more about uh, what it is that you do and how they can reach out to you directly? Yes. Yeah, so you can go to my website, thedisciplineofnow.com, and there you'd find copies of the book in paperback, uh, ebook, and on audio. And you can also interact with me directly in the What Now Movement Facebook group. It's a free group. We've got close to 1,500 entrepreneurs, career professionals, authors. It's very engaging. And the whole purpose of the group is to motivate you and inspire you to pivot. And when you run into a crisis, you don't stop. It's just pivot. It's like, what now? That's right. You got, you got to always be in momentum, right? You got to m- always make sure that you have it going. Amazing. Eric, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you taking the time. This has been a lot of fun and I love talking about this subject because A, it's something I I suffer from, right? And I'm always trying to like coach my kids like, okay, you need to stop procrastinating now. So that's a thing, right? But I think uh, more importantly, you know, I um, I love that tip of just getting the three by five card out and, you know, actually writing on it, you know, committing, you know, committing ink to paper is really the best way. So thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, Jeff, thank you for having me. (laughs) 